Kirk, did you have any weddings this weekend? I didn't have a random wedding in Mexico that I was, I didn't meet anyone there. Oh, I forgot you were in Mexico. I was just thinking like, this was just such a big weekend for weddings. That's why I was just like, wow, Kirk was probably at one, but I forgot you were being a homo in Mexico. How was it? I'm, I'm surprised they let you back. When was I there before? Oh, I was in Tulum. Okay. Tulum is not Mexico. Tulum is like Miami light. No shade to the Chichen Itza's pyramids that are there, but the Americans have taken over. But it was beautiful. I was in Mexico City and I was in this little beach town called Zipolite. It's the only beach town in Mexico that you legally can be naked, like legally naked beaches. So I was naked on the beach for three days. Did you like get any sunburn? No, actually, I was surprised by that. I mean, yeah, on my body, but not on my penis or ass, which is apparently not my body. (laughs) So you did get sunburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On like my legs and my face and stuff. My lips, literally the first three days I was there, it looked like I went to Mexico to get my lips done. Like my lips were huge because they were swollen. (laughs) From what? From the sun. Dick. Oh. I don't wear SPF 100 like you. I should, though. Actually, funny story. <laughs> my literal only responsibility for this entire trip, my friend planned all of it, was to bring sunscreen. Like, he texted me six times. Bring sunscreen, bring sunscreen. Can you go buy sunscreen? So I go to CVS, and I didn't like the option. So I went home, and I saw that I had sunscreen at my house. So I packed it, got to Mexico. The first day, we put it on. And then at 4 p.m. that day, my friend happens to pick up the sunscreen, look at the bottom, and the bottom said expired in September of 2022. So the first day we got like third degree burns from the Mexican sun. Are you kidding? (laughs) Wait, Kirk, why would you not check that? I don't know. I just saw it was full and I was like, wow, this is full. I don't don't have to buy a bottle now. Like this is what I'm going to use. So I just took it with this and buy like it's a four o'clock and my friend was like, my whole body burns. I was like, yeah, me too. I don't know why it's not working. (laughs) So by day two, our skin was shriveled up. We looked like those aliens they found in Mexico a few months ago. Wow. The ones that built the pyramids. Yes. I So, Andrew, I almost I forgot to text you. I went to the pyramids. I told you guys that. I went to the Titiwakan, the Titiwakan, and I could call it Titiwakan pyramids. And those are the ones that the aliens supposedly built, I think. They built them all. I mean, humans oh, are not capable of yes, building pyramids. Yes. That's for sure. They built the Great Sphinx, too. That is true. They can only build pyramid schemes <gasps> for suburban white women. We should make a pyramid scheme. We should. Okay, so I'll start. Traveling. We all love to do it. Well, unless you prefer to exclusively host, (laughs) kidding, that was for my gaze, but seriously, some say it's a luxury, which it can be, traveling comes with cost, but I am a firm believer you can find cheap ways to travel and still get a high-end life experience. I just returned from Mexico City for 10 days with one of my best friends. It was genuinely a trip of a lifetime, but with traveling comes so many little hellscapes, packing, itineraries, will a baby be next to you on the eight-hour flight, does the Airbnb have a bidet, Erica? Did I accidentally download Dua Lipa's entire discography when I meant to download Duolingo? Girl, I'm sorry, you what? <laughs> Downloading Dua Lipa instead of Duolingo. Did you really do that? No, I just think it's funny. Oh my God. Uh, you think I'm fucking taking the time to learn another language? <laughs> Absolutely not. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Well, we will dive into all of these travel topics and more. So let's get into the hellscape. Okay, well, let's start all of this off with your absolute worst travel stories. We all probably have a few, but like, can you boil it down to one really bad? The whole trip didn't have to suck, but just something to do with travel and it being bad. I actually have not had very many bad travel stories. So the worst experience I ever had was coming back from Iceland in 2021. Cassie and I went to Iceland with Paul 
and another mutual friend of ours. It was our first big trip after countries were allowing travel again. So we were literally some of the first tourists in Iceland at that time. The actual trip itself, every bit of it was amazing up till the very, very, very end. You know, all the COVID regulations all around the world, it was all different from country to country and even state to state. So we thought we had all of our shit together with what we had to do to actually get out of Iceland and get back into America. And when we got to Iceland, they had an app that let you track where you were and other people who may be nearby for contact tracing. And you were supposed to have been vaccinated so many days before you got on the flight. And then you tested when you got to the airport and you were supposed to wait 24 hours until you get your results through the app. And if you tested positive, then you would have to stay in a hotel for two weeks and et cetera, et cetera. Obviously we tested negative, but only Paul and I got our results on the app. Cassie got hers through email and then our friend Megan didn't get hers at all. Now they did say if you didn't get any kind of communication within 24 hours of taking a test at the border, then you would be able to presume you were negative and you can move around. So we did that. We knew that at the end of the trip, we needed to test within 72 hours of our flight. So the second to last day, we found a testing center. We gave them our vaccine cards. We also gave them the proof of our testing at the airport when we got there, which we were supposed to keep with us. And the vial had a barcode on it, and then a barcode went on a sheet that they had, and then you also had a version of the barcode. So it seemed like all this stuff was getting tracked. We were just like, we're here to get tested for this flight. And they didn't tell us anything special. So we get tested. Again, Paul got his results on the app. The other three of us didn't get results at all, but we kind of figured we have these barcodes. We have proof that we were tested and it's been 24 hours and we haven't heard anything. So I guess we're safe. So we get to the airport at check-in. The woman said, I can't let you get on the plane unless you have a doctor's note, not just a test result. So this process was not explained at any point during the trip and like nobody at the testing center said oh now you have to go see a doctor so the woman at the airport was telling us and she had a big book of regulations that she pulled out and like showed us the regulations so officially we were supposed to get tested get the results and go to a primary care doctor in iceland yeah in iceland and get it like approved or something so we're arguing with this woman and a manager comes over and it's kind of back and forth and once we got through it was fine spoiler alert but we started you're here so we assumed it works yes (laughs) (laughs) not much yeah i'm actually in iceland right now i've been i've been in iceland this whole time so eventually the manager said if you just have the test results we can let you in so paul had his i got an email so i showed them the email and they were okay with that They said, okay, you two head to security. I said, wait a second. What about my girlfriend and our friend? The woman said, there's another flight leaving this time tomorrow. We argued with them for a little bit longer. And then she just kind of started taking other customers as we were trying to talk. So we went off to the side and we concocted this plan. Here's me admitting on the podcast that I am an international criminal. Paul screenshotted the notification he got that he was negative. And he sent the screenshot to Cassie mm. and Megan. He like passed back his COVID test. Yes. <laughs> we went back through the line and Cassie and Megan. That's the police coming for you. 
<laughs> they're here. Cassie and Megan showed the screenshots on their phone. They just kind of flashed it, and they both said, uh, we don't have international service, so our phone's just connected to the airport Wi-Fi, and it took a little bit for the notification to show up, and I think they were just so sick of us at that point. Like, like I'm, I'm still it. not convinced that they, they bought it, but they were just like, just fucking go. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, well, what I learned from this trip is that maybe you shouldn't have been flying or traveling during the global pandemic, asshole. Listen, if there's anywhere we could have gone with as few people as possible, it was our trip around the ring road in Iceland because <laughs> we were pretty much on our own the whole time. There were very few people that we met. Okay, Erica's putting like serum on right now. Like This is a fucking get ready with me TikTok. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hearing about illegal things makes yeah. my skin a little dry. So. I believe that you've seen a lot of illegal things then. Kirk. <laughs> 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 Wait, that was like a good read. <laughs> Speaking of those fucking videos, by everyone that you know, when you go on TikTok and someone's or Insta, wherever now, everywhere we're inundated with video that um, if you see people like telling a story that has nothing to do with the fact that they're putting makeup on, it's just I, I hate it. Like I hate it more than anything. There's like putting makeup on, but they're telling this really deep story about something the time i killed my father i can't wait when history looks back at that like why were women applying makeup while telling these horrific stories about their life that's like one of my favorite subgenres of tiktok Ugh, i hate it's it just like what a chick are we that doing, i know just girl? did who i love she it was like a it was like a um a giveaway i'm like girl just do the giveaway why are you showing us your makeup routine probably for the algorithm to be honest i'm gonna start doing it with blackface okay erica what is your story uh, uh, <laughs> What I learned from Andrew's story is that one, he was a bad liberal boy traveling during the pandemic. Two, Paul also is a criminal, so everyone needs to know that. Arrest his ass. Paul's criminal act, other than that, was when we went through the testing line when we got there, this was the most invasive testing that any of us had had throughout the was pandemic. Was it your butt? <laughs> they got those swabs like so fucking far past the uvula and yep. like hit my fucking tonsils it was brutal congratulations girl it is national coming out month <laughs> and as we got through that line all of the at the time the streets megan has since come out <laughs> sorry that was so crazy well, this is before megan came out and then her sister threw up on my couch <laughs> Yes, this is before that. Do not put her sister on blast like that. That's crazy. <laughs> she put my couch on blast. What the fuck? I started blasting. Bah, bah. So anyway, anyway, our eyes are watering. Our noses are running, gagging. And Paul comes out and he's like, what's wrong with you guys? And we're like, that was the worst swab. It got so deep. He's like, I know. It was really in my nussy. That's my girl. <laughs> we should have drowned him uh, in the ocean after that. Or put him in a volcano. Nussy? My nussy. That is that's Paul hilarious. Is gross. Paul is gross. Well, that's a no. See, I would have had a panic attack at some point in the situation because first off, air, airports just give me panic attacks. And then learning that like two two can go and two can stay. I would have been like, what the fuck is this? I would have been like, good luck. <laughs> were the girls nervous at all? Or that's I don't really. Is oh, that how they oh are? yeah. I mean, we okay. we were all like, okay, even but you Paul, were in Iceland. Like, what's the big deal? Like, look at home at some point. Yeah. Their prisons are probably nicer than like our schools. Than my so. home. I'm, I mean, to be honest, like of all the places to be stranded, Iceland is the absolute best. I would pick somewhere with a beach, like a warm beach. There's beaches there. They're just covered in ice. Ew. Well, that's beautiful that that happened to you. I'm happy you got home. I'm not. Um, My turn. So, I mean, I feel like. I had an overall bad vacation where honestly it just boils down to like two people who were not friends of mine. 
put us on the other side of the world with. Wait, but they were not friends of yours at the time either? They said they were my friends. We were not friends by, like, it was just them two featuring them too. me. Yeah, it was just not a good idea. But <laughs> neither of them are in my life anymore, so I don't give a shit. Love that. Are they pod listeners, though? No. I mean, if they are, it's because... Actually, one, we got past. The other one, if she's listening, it's because she's being a hating ass bitch. So, hey, girl, I went to Lisbon with someone that I actually met through Paul. And he's definitely not a listener. His name's Ian. But I had gone to Lisbon before with those two bitches. And I was going to Lisbon for a second time with this guy, Ian. And like just friends, very platonic. So our flight back was on a Monday morning or like a mid Monday afternoon. I think it was at like two or three. And so that Sunday night, we're like, okay, let's just have a chill night out by the waterfront. We'll get dinner and then we'll kind of walk around a bit and then we'll just make our way back to the Airbnb. And so we get dinner and we're walking back. And I said, oh, I've been to that Irish pub before. And my friend Ian goes, oh, I've always wanted to try Guinness. in." Portugal because oh, there's okay, different okay. Guinness factories yeah, so like yeah. Guinness doesn't hasn't doesn't have a consistent taste I've never heard anyone say they want to try the Guinness from Portugal like everyone who wants to try the real Guinness wants to do it in Dublin I've done that yeah and let me tell you I had like 16 of those bitches in a day and they are like nothing I feel like someone's trying to just throw pellets at me to take me out <laughs> what the like i felt like godzilla just like use your little guns you would feel like godzilla in ireland <laughs> they are very frail i don't people. know if that's more insulting to erica or the irish people i, know, I was just thinking that <laughs> i was like what <laughs> but anyway so of course we go to this bar and my friend ian is brazilian and I guess he heard the bartender speaking in Portuguese and it was a Brazilian accent. So he's like, oh, are you Brazilian? They start talking. We have a beer. We keep talking. We have another beer. The bartender buys us a drink. Some random man comes in and says, like, if I can talk to you, I'll buy you a drink. And he literally just wanted to know about U.S. politics. <laughs> Doesn't he know of the Internet? Like, why is he to buy you a drink? Literally, I think he just I think he was like, Negro? opinion because i was black i mean i'm still black. <laughs> <laughs> but you were also black then too yes <laughs> anyway i'm holding your guinness you were black irish <laughs> anyway so i like had met this guy i'm gonna say he's swedish take everything you imagine a swedish man to look like and just like reverse it but like keep the same general skin tone so he's this short oh. dark haired yep. man to be fair it was me being a dumbass and being like he's swedish he has to be tall like no he's not ethnically swedish anyway <laughs> i meet him out he's like four foot two and i'm like oh a little man oh my god at the same time this other couple was trying to get with me and they were like you should bring your friend and i'm texting my friends like guys like what is happening you mean like the older couple across the bar that was like, we've been watching you drink alone. No, it was like a couple from Tinder, but like they didn't initially advertise it as like a Tinder couple thing. Oh. And so it was like a little jump scare. And I'm like texting my friends about this, not realizing that it's like 6 p.m. on a Sunday for them. 
the sun was out. It is day still. And they're getting the most like insane texts. This man ends up following us back to our Airbnb. And mind you, our Airbnb was like two miles away. If anyone hasn't been to Lisbon or doesn't know about it, it is like steep hills. It is a hilly fucking city. Like I am a pretty in shape person and I am a bottom heavy bitch. And I was still struggling. Like usually I can hike, walk, whatever. I was struggling. So this little man is following us and he's so small and light that it's like kind of easy for him. He was like floating along while I'm like fee fi fo fum. This isn't helping the Godzilla situation. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying that. You fee fi fo fumming next to a four dupe man. And so he comes to our Airbnb and I like, I don't know why I didn't just say like, you can't come in, but I go to my friend and I'm like, Ian, I need you to like pretend that you're really upset and that you're going to like start a fight so he can leave. And that's what he did. And this guy leaves the next morning. We are in hell. Our Airbnb toilet, for some reason, was backing up into the shower. And so my morning shit was also my morning shower. (laughs) And we are just like when I tell you it is maybe the worst hangover of my life. It took us probably like a 14 hour journey to get home. We said like two words to each other that entire time. We just stoically sat next to each other as we returned back to the United States. That is insane. It really is. You know, what is surprising, though, is that you're no longer friends because usually friendship is made in the fires of adversity. Honestly, you're right. Like you would think that like after an experience like that, especially when it's just you and one other person. Yeah. Because like we laughed about it later. It's not like there is any like conflict around it. It was just like, wow, that was a crazy thing. So like that whole like trip feels like a fever dream to me. Like it still feels like we didn't do it. Yeah. So what would your advice be about picking travel partners? Oh, mine would be know the person. Like I've struggled to travel with people who aren't from a city and we are in a city. I was in Tokyo not that long ago. Cause she's Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy that this, this Godzilla narrative is really taking a turn. <laughs> <laughs> they just recovered from Fukushima. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I was in Tokyo recently and like my parents did a pretty good job like keeping up, but ultimately because they weren't city people, they just didn't know how to move and like it slowed things down. So like travel with someone who you know is accustomed to that environment because it's one thing to experience a new culture. It's another thing to experience a new setting. It's really hard to experience both at the same time, especially if you're not fit, like prepared for the setting. I will say, which I think one of the hellscapes of traveling is the people you travel with. And I think you can't always predict that unless like me and Eric have gone on a trip and it went bad. I would know not to do that again. But until we go on a trip, I don't think, you know, I don't think there's anything to base your current friendship on prior to a trip until you get on the trip. Like I've had horrible experiences on trips with my still best friend to this day. And we still travel because we have to, you know, but like there are other people that have been on trips with. I'm like, holy shit, who is this person? Like, this is insane that this is my friend. Like, wh- wh- where did they go? And then we don't talk for six months and then we'll be able to find since, but I just know not to travel with that person. So I think it, it kind of, you kind of have to like test it and see because people really change. 
people really do become a different person when they're in a completely different environment. Yes. So I think there's signs that you may be able to pick up on. You know, if you go do something simple like a day in the city and you see how they move around before you go and do the international trip. Well, it's also like you feel somewhat responsible for another person's fear. Yes. Like I have traveled with someone who was very fearful of things and that is something that you have to keep in mind. Like if you are someone who likes to go and meet people, you do not travel with your introvert friend. Yeah. I would like to say like, oh, they can push through, but that's really hard, especially if you're traveling to like any European country where everyone's already kind of in a cunty mood. It's like you have to have a little bit more oomph to you and not everyone is built like that. Yeah. One of my worst travel stories, I think, was I was in Europe in 2016 and we were going from Germany to Italy and we got on the plane. We landed in Naples, Italy. We were going to Positano on the Amalfi Coast. We get off the plane and we wait for the baggage and our luggage doesn't come, like all four of us. <gasps> no. So we're in Italy. None of us speak Italian. One of us speaks Spanish and she thought that's close enough, which I get it's romantic language, but there was no romance between the fucking white people and our friend because they were like, you're speaking Spanish to us and we are in Italy and you are a white bitch from America. Shut up. <laughs> and just kidding. It actually, I mean, not, I'm not kidding. It kind of was like that, but she did help us throw the trip because it was close enough. But anyway, we were in Italy for three and a half days and then Italy, we were going to France. So we didn't get our stuff until right before we got on our flight. So we had no clothes in Italy, like none. So we get to our hotel and we went shopping and we bought the most ridiculous, like Mamma Mia-esque type clothing I've ever fucking worn. I still have a shirt that I'm obsessed with, but all my girlfriends had like this, I don't know, Erica, if you know this, but like the sizes in Europe are different, like in terms, they don't sell like yeah. the tops and bottoms of bathing suits, I guess, aren't sold the same way they are in America. It was all like a large, but like the bottom was really big where the breasts, it fit them in the breast, but didn't fit them in the bottom. So it like saggy ass, like bottoms on or like huge tops on. Oh, are you saying, yeah, I think you like can only buy together. them in yeah. sets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah sets. Whereas like here you can get one. So we had nothing. I literally bought a bathing suit and this top that I wore the entire time. We had to take cash out. I was running around like the cliff of a mountain and I had like 300 euro in my hands and the wind just blew it out of my hand into the ocean and I lost like <gasps> 300 euro. No. And I had like, no, I mean, I had literally no money. I would just got out of college. Oh my God. But the trip itself was great, but it was the travel aspect of, I've never lost luggage. That, to me, that's like such another thing that happens. Well, it does happen. Okay. And it happens in Europe to Americans. And that's why we broke free. Sounds like a hate crime. But it built character. The only time I think I've ever lost luggage was like for a couple of days and my mom had it covered. And so they gave us like 500 bucks to go shopping. Yeah. Sometimes there's insurance for it. Yeah. Well, thankfully we got our stuff. But yeah, I think one of the hellscapes of traveling is definitely the flight process and losing luggage and COVID tests. And when I came in from Mexico City at JFK last week, the um, what's it called? didn't recognize me. The, the global entry. Yeah. No. I don't have cool entry. Um, the oh. <laughs> fascinating. The, um, I do. <laughs> the of course you do, Godzilla. You got to make quick to your spots. Um, <laughs> no, what's it called when you fucking customs? Customs. They like didn't recognize me at first. I was like, what happened? Oh, uh, well, why would they know who you are? No, it didn't match my picture. Like when I was like taking my picture, <laughs> you idiot. That wasn't like. <laughs> You better know me. That's what it sounds like you're saying. Like, the, oh, the, Kirk, obviously. The custom agent said to my friend Dylan, like, oh, I love your necklace. The necklace, it's like a really beautiful necklace that Dylan got. Like, it's an expensive necklace. And the guy was like, I've seen Instagram ads for it. And Dylan was like, okay, <gasps> fuck you. 
This is not an Instagram necklace. He didn't know who you are. Didn't know who I was. Do you um, know who I am? Oh anyway, my God. Traveling. Is it the former social media manager for uh, Cat uh, <laughs> Not the, uh, not you trying to edit. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Anyway, traveling is great. I still, I'm a firm believer in you should spend your money on traveling and nothing else. Not nothing else. But you know what I mean? 100%. I guess it sounds like we're all angry about this, but like I said, <laughs> this is like the, the only worst thing that's ever happened to me in traveling. Every other travel experience I've ever had has been amazing. Even, yeah. even that trip overall was amazing. So yeah, get out and travel. Get money, bitch, and travel. So I have so many people in my life, once they've traveled, how their mind has changed in terms of like whatever, I don't mean progressive politically, I just mean progressive, like how their mind has become more progressive and open to so many things because they've gone on XYZ trip to XYZ city or country and they learned something that's different than where the fuck they are. I feel like some people travel and they almost double down on being like, oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I have members of my family that are like that. They have gone places and it has made them hate going to other places. I know this girl who like fashions herself to be a world traveler. Like she's definitely one of those people who has unironically said the only race is the human race. Well, clearly she hasn't heard about the aliens in Mexico. (laughs) Actually, you know, she's like definitely one of those like catch flights, not feelings when she's single and then feelings get caught when she's not. Like I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I travel the world, but they really only go to places that are incredibly white or they go to places that are so touristy that even though they're in a majority ethnic country they don't really encounter white people like bali like i think bali is a great example where there are a lot of people who are like i'm this adventurous traveler it's like no girl like you went to what is almost a theme park for privileged white people (laughs) well that's like the me going to Mexico this past month, like going to Mexico City and then going to like a small town that no one really ever heard of. Like it was so interesting to be like, I went to Mexico in April to Tulum, which was a great trip. But like, what? Like why? Like that that was Miami. Like you don't like I didn't go. It was in Mexico. Yeah, we went to a all inclusive in Cancun a couple of years ago. It was the only reason we went because the uh, company that Cassie worked for at the time did it as a work trip. We don't travel that way normally. We try to find like an Airbnb or something in the middle of the city and, you know, not go to the touristy places. But we figured, hey, you know what? It's a work trip. Why the hell not? It was fine. It was a good time. But yeah, I don't feel like I went to Mexico at all. No. I mean, obviously there's poverty in every country, but to like drive past an area where people are like literally living in shacks. Yeah. And then you go to this resort and all these people are waiting on everything, whatever you want. There's a pretty good chance that some of these people who are working here live in those shacks. Yeah. Not that this is the hellscape of the tourism industry, but... (laughs) Kind of. I mean... Yeah. They try to curate a specific image of Mexico or whatever country that you're in such that you say, oh, I really experienced Mexico because they had all this Chicano art And I got to go to one of the cenotes or whatever. But it's like, girl, all of that was like gated in, fenced in. Like it was not accessible to anyone except for the even when you go to where the resorts are, it's never just one resort. It's one resort. You drive a mile. It's another resort right after that. Yeah. And that's where we stayed. We were just driving down the highway every three minutes. There would be another driveway with a big sign out. Yeah. Whatever Playa Resort. 
but that's what people are expecting. Yeah. If you are trying to explore a country and understand the culture, then you're not at a resort. And so I think that those resorts serve the exact purpose they need to, where someone gets to say, I went on a vacation to Cabo. And realistically, there's no difference between Cabo, Sandals, any resort in Florida, like they are one in the same. You are getting the exact same experience. Which is fine if you want to do it every once in a while, but I think people shouldn't lock that as I traveled to Mexico. And also that shouldn't paint your view of specifically that area of Mexico. Like I think a lot of people think that Cabo and Cancun are these like paradise places where everyone has a beachside home and it's super luxurious, but that's not the case. Whereas I also think that people here of Mexico City and for the uninformed, it's like this dangerous place like, oh, I don't want to go there. The cartels. Mexico City is still a fucking city and it is a gorgeous city at that. It is beautiful. Everyone needs to go. And so I do think that like those kind of really tailored resort experiences kind of limit people's views of these countries as, you know, they're only a vacation spot or they don't have what we have. Yeah. You brought up a good point about the people's impression of Mexico City or anywhere that's outside a resort. So people have this impression of these other countries as like super dangerous. And I think a lot of that comes from American media. I'm like, girl, have you heard about the United States? I don't know why people rag so hard on other countries. It's like, we are not better. Oftentimes we're worse. What is your number one least favorite part about traveling? When do you have a trip coming up? You've planned it. You're going like, what is the one thing you're like, fuck, like, I really want to travel, but like, I don't want to do this or have to do this or go through this. Most people would say the airport. I actually don't have any issues with like getting there, but I will say that I am my absolute worst when it's like that last hour and a half of the flight. Because all of a sudden, it's like I get this weird, I'm going to say it, I'm going to put it out here on the internet. I get this weird amount of pee anxiety where I am like, do I go now? Do I go now? And I always want a window seat. And that like complicates it because now it's like now two people have to get up. And well, the fastened seatbelt sign is on. But (laughs) what if we inevitably land and get stuck on the tarmac for two hours, which I still think is insane because you are stuck on that plane, unable to get out of your seat for two hours. But that is probably the worst part for me is that like last hour, hour and a half of the flight. I have a a similar thing, but a little bit different. I think I'm one of the few people that kind of like the process of going to the airport. And sometimes you have to wake up really early. I kind of also like it, too, because my job is so busy a lot of the time. If I'm traveling, that's time that I can be completely unplugged and everybody Mm -hmm. knows that I'm unplugged. But there's one specific thing I hate about flying, and it's when you are first loaded onto the plane and you're sitting there and it doesn't matter if it is five degrees outside, it is going to be fucking sweltering on that plane <laughs> uh-huh. because as they sit there and idle on the tarmac, the AC is not on until the mm-hmm. main engines spool up. We've put human beings on the moon. We're very close to firing Elon Musk into the surface of Mars. <laughs> we found aliens in Mexico. Like, come on. That's true. Why can we not have air conditioning work when the plane just fucking sitting there? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I think I thought, actually, I just thought about that when I was just flying because I was like, it's 
can you make a cold please for five seconds Overall, that's just the thing I I don't like about traveling. I'm somebody who probably sweats a little bit more than the average. But even if you're traveling, what warthog? (laughs) (laughs) Do do warthogs sweat? Don't they just cover themselves in mud, or is that just girl? I don't know. I just wanted to say warthog. I'm glad that I conjured that up for you. Um, (laughs) No, I was going to say is like, even if traveling in the winter, like you get through the whole travel process and you just feel scummy no matter what. Yes. Oh yeah. And it's that sitting down on the plane at 30 to 60 minutes or sometimes way longer when you get stuck on the taxiway and you never recover for the rest of the day after that. No, no. You like want to shower immediately, but then you have to like get to the next part of your trip before you can do that. It just feels like all the grease in your body has been sucked out and it's just sitting on your skin. It's a visual. (laughs) I know someone, they're a consultant. And so they're also traveling at like whatever hours get them to the client site the next morning. And they're like, yeah, if I get into the hotel past midnight, I just immediately go to sleep in whatever I'm wearing. I was like, no, no. And the best part of a hotel is the shower and then into the bed. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I agree. My least favorite part is when inevitably I get on an airplane and then there's a gay flight attendant and they don't give me attention. Oh, I'm so sorry for your struggles. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not true. They always give me attention. But mine is, um, <laughs> oh mine is you get the hotel room or the Airbnb, wherever you're staying. And like you have to live out of your suitcase. Like if there's a, it's a good Airbnb, yeah. they'll have someone to put your stuff. So I've, I've been learning to put stuff away. But then it's like figuring out what was dirty and what's clean and where do you put the dirty stuff and then you can't wash it. I just hate that whole aspect. Oh, I always have like a little laundry bag that I bring with me. Yeah. I just experienced this at a hotel in the city for an all week work meeting. I've noticed that like more contemporary hotels, the furniture is like really stylish, but not usually as functional. There was only one single drawer in the entire place. It's a tiny little bedside drawer that had a Bible and the Book of Mormon in it. I'm somebody who does like to unpack into drawers. I think I like to, too. Let's unpack that. I have a question. When you have an Airbnb with, like, say, a kitchen or at least a fridge, like a normal size fridge, do you buy a whole bunch of grocery stuff and snacks? Usually not unless we have the whole place. Then usually we'll make some food like in at the Airbnb. But we've also traveled where we're staying in a room that somebody's renting out or it's like Mm -hmm. an apartment that's attached to the building, but kind of a separate living space. One, you're living with somebody else. So, you know, there may not be access to the kitchen. But even if there is, like, I would just feel weird. Yeah, I've only done it when like it's a big group, like it's like a bachelor bachelorette weekend somewhere. But not like this past week, we didn't do that at all. Like there's the two of us and we ate out. Me and my friend Esther, like sometimes if we had something to do, it was like, oh, we don't have time to like stop and get breakfast. But like we bought a loaf of bread and some Nutella and some like butter and jam. But like I have to have food that is like somewhat sustainable at the Airbnb because I'm one of those people when it comes to vacation, I'm a hungry bitch the entire time like I need to be fed I don't know what it is maybe it's the adrenaline of not being in this ghetto ass country but I am just like a food monster oh yeah we plan our trips around the food we want to eat I need at least a baguette in hand at all time I forgot Kirk doesn't really eat though since he's a bottom Famously, I don't travel for food. Though at Mexico City, I kind of did. Like I was like, I'm an adult, so I had a fucking grasshopper, y'all. I ate grasshopper. 
which like are they endangered or oh, that's praying mantis <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even bring mantis no grasshoppers are like one of the most sustainable food options well i ate it girl so if we ever How end up just it? eating grasshopper i'm good i mean it tasted like burnt toast like it wasn't it didn't taste like anything oh so they weren't even like good i mean they were just like little grasshoppers i don't know how did you were they just like a little snack that you picked they were out? like on the side of a dill a meal a dill a meal um but no the food in mexico city was incredible but yeah i'm not a huge huge eater well, i eat but i'm just like really picky i don't know i'm a plant so i just photosynthesize <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen kirk eat a meal no good that's that's my fucking intent one of the last times we hung out together for an extended period of time we went down to the shore with paul yeah, but we were together for over 24 hours. I should have eaten a meal. And you didn't. You didn't. So what you did. <laughs> yeah, is- I did. I woke up in the morning and I went and got a fucking bagel and I ate it. That's like not a meal. That is a meal. Basically, what Andrew's trying to say is I'm as skinny as a needle. <laughs> I will say Kirk and I have shared a bed and Kirk is so small. I did not notice. I, I woke up and I thought that I was the only person in that bed. I was like, oh, did Kirk already wake Girl, up? Girl, that was not me. That was the four foot two dude in Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> I got you too confused. You're the same size. I am kind. Shut up. I am kind of like you know. I'm a little boy. <laughs> I don't like berries or cream. Well, some cream. You may not like cream, but you do like. Leaving that one out too, bitch. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I think it's time for a little. I don't know if it's a game, but uh, questions. I'm going to ask y'all. And we're going to get mad. Okay. So. In the spirit of traveling, and we constantly talk about this, we never really do it. Even though you guys just did it without me. We're going on a pod trip. We have some questions. That sounded like that game. You're going on a picnic and what do you bring? You know that game? Yes. Okay. You're going on a trip and you have to pick one person to go with out of the four of us. We can throw Maggie into all the five of us. The other person's Paul, if you don't remember. No, because if you say Maggie, then we're all going to say Maggie. Yeah, we're all going to say. Okay, Maggie's not included. Sorry, Maggie. You have to pick either myself yourself or yourself over to answer the question well you can't pick yourself you know what i mean anyway erica who would you pick if you're going on a trip paul and i actually have gone on a little mini trip together and i think people would wonder if andrew was my sugar daddy who decided to just look broke because it was fun and kirk honestly you are chaos so i'm gonna say paul okay this this may cause problems i i think uh i have to go with paul too because one i have traveled with paul both on work trips and personal trips. But when I'm out of the country, um, it's okay to be gay. So you know, that's when Paul and I fuck. Well, it doesn't have to be out. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be out of the country, but okay, weirdo. Again, second time Andrew's come out on this podcast. I hope this podcast comes out in October because it's National Coming Out Month. Um, I would pick, I don't know, like I guess, everyone like wants to, I like, I guess I would pick Paul, but I don't think I would pick Paul. I would pick Paul. So my next question was, who would you let plan your trip? I would pick Paul for that 100%. Oh, yeah. obviously, I mean, that's a no Because he's so good at it. We don't even have to discuss that. Yeah, like Paul is incredible. Everyone hit up Paul if you're trying to go on a vacation or get divorced. He's experiencing both. <laughs> can, can you hire a divorce planner? Uh, I don't know. Did Paul? No, he did not, girl. I can tell you that. <laughs> you know what, Kirk? I think we would like Kiki and have a good time. I would think I'd do great with all of you. I think Andrew and I would actually be really good. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think you and I would be fine. I think I'd be fine. The question wasn't who would you be fine with. It's just who would you pick? I don't yeah. know. I, I guess I would maybe, I don't, I, maybe Erica I would pick. If I had to pick right now, because I think I want to bring, bring Godzilla to their next city. I can't. I fucking can't. Also, not Godzilla being a they them. <laughs> Duh. I do think it definitely matters. Like I would go somewhere 
Like, okay, well, that was my next question. Hold on, hold on. So the next question okay. is, we're going to go around and like me and Andrew pick for Erica or pick like if we if we were going somewhere with Erica, where would we take Erica? Like where would, where's the oh. best place to go with Erica? And then don't vice be versa. offensive. So Andrew, <laughs> we don't have to agree. Like I'll think of mine, you think of yours, but everyone think of that. Okay. Where I would take myself? No, no, no. I know no, you think of us. <laughs> we're going to start with you. So where I would take Erica on a trip with me, like, and I want it to be enjoyable for myself too, obviously. Um, I think because, and it's not just because you just went there, I'm not picking the city, but it, because I'd want to go to this area, but I think I would never be able to do this alone. And I think I would you have to go with the complete right person. I think you'd be the right person other than my friend, Lara, who ironically just also went to, to Japan too. But I wouldn't pick Japan, but I would do like an Asian city or like somewhere in that, in that world. Cause I feel like you would do the best and it'd be helpful. Like, I feel like Asia is a tough place for Americans to go because they are so dumb and we like don't know how to like, it's just such a culture shock. I feel in terms of like language, Americans being dumb, not Asian. Yeah, no, Americans being dumb. like, I just feel like I would probably have like, uh, be overstimulated there. Yeah. And I feel like I would need someone who really has their shit together to do it. So that's, I would pick somewhere in Asia, maybe like, I'd like to go like the, the countryside, maybe Philippines. Oh, I would love to go. That'd to be Philippines. kind of fun. Their food is so fucking good. I'm in. Yeah, the Philippines. So we're going to the... Okay, Andrew, where'd you take her? I would take her to Scotland because she claims to hate the whites, but I know she enjoys what they have going on in Scotland in terms of the whiskey. Oh. Also, I think... Oh, I was like... Uh, also, like, the, the men, I feel. Oh, yeah, the men in the, the kilts. But I think Erica would vibe 100% with the old Scottish men that are in all these bars all over Glasgow. And they are the friendliest people. They are the drunkest people. Yeah. You can't understand a word they say, but they don't stop talking. And when one of them laughs, they all laugh. And I can see Erica just enjoying the fuck out of that. I will say I did go to Dublin on a solo trip and I was offered the hand of an elder gentleman. Oh, like in I have a picture with I thought him. He just like, gave, gave you his hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. I love Here Dublin. Go. I've been to Dublin. I fell in love in Dublin. Igor. I did Igor, too. I love him. And then during... Oh. during Igor. I- Igor, <laughs> he was Brazilian. There's a huge Brazilian population in Dublin. Seriously, oh, that wasn't that. even like a joke. Was, <laughs> it came off like it was. Um, Igor, yeah. And during COVID, he like randomly messaged me two, three years after I met him. And he was like, could you send me some nudes? And I was like, you know what? <laughs> That's the best thing I can do during COVID to help a guy out. I'm going to do it. And I sent him some nudes. You know, I feel like during the pandemic, everyone was focused on the wrong type of heroes. <laughs> yes. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, okay. Where would we take Andrew, Erica? I hate to steal Andrew's own thing, but like, I would like to reciprocate that Scotland trip just because. Oh, like, to be honest, it's, if I went to Scotland, I think alcohol would be a big part of it and like the history of it, too, like actually doing tours and tastings. And it's not that Andrew can handle his alcohol as well as me. It's just that Andrew is willing to run headfirst into a brick wall. And I need someone with that type of gumption. So <laughs> thank you. I think that's the best compliment I've ever received. <laughs> And we'll get back to our regularly scheduled program where we all hate each other in 30 seconds. I would take Andrew to, because I want to do this trip and I think he'd be good at it because he's good at doing things for me. We would do like a, a I don't know what the word would be. I mean, I guess like a, tra- a, a cross, it's not cross country, but we're in the middle of the country. I want to do like a Montana. Um, what else is around those parts? <laughs> Wyoming, Montana, you know what I'm talking about, those, those states. Like a nice little like, 
Like we would, the Dakotas? We would, I don't know. But like that era, we would be camping. We'd be in yurts. It, you would do all the work and it would be. Brokeback Mountain Part 2. Brokeback <laughs> Mountain. Yes. Uh, but I really do want it like all the we would do the parks, the national parks in that area. We would be, you know, Wyoming, Montana, whatever, whatever the fucking states over there. I keep saying just Wyoming, <laughs> Montana. But there are other ones, you Almost know, Midwestern states, outside stuff. I think you'd be a good outside trip companion. I do like outside stuff. Yeah. Oh, you like cruising? <laughs> is, oh is that what that is? <laughs> outside stuff. Yeah, oh, cruising. Yeah, cruising is. Well, no, um, I know, I know what cruising is. Oh, I didn't know okay. it was called outside stuff. Or you just no, it's making not. That I just up. like to me, it sounded like you were talking about. Um, oh, okay. What's Doing it when someone wants to do shit. something outside? It's like a pub, um, public, I guess, or yes, I don't know, there's a word public. for it on Grinder that you pick that you're into outside sex. Oh, okay. Is that because like they censor the actual words because like just public sex, or is it because that's what it's called? There's de- maybe it's just public. But there's definitely a word for like being into. Tune in to our Instagram <laughs> where Kirk will go on live and give everyone a Grinder tutorial. Well, apparently not a good one because I don't know what this word is. Whatever. Um, okay, so that's what we pick. Okay, so you guys have to pick for me. You know what, Kirk? Honestly, I think is one of well, he's in his sober era, so that changes I, I will drink things on a little trip. bit. Okay, Kirk. I feel like we should be on a beach. I would love to go to like one of the other Greek islands, like not Mykonos, but like one of the other okay. ones that like, like that. still would have a nightlife. But like we're still on the beach. I like that. Mainly because you would take great pictures of my ass. Thank you. Yes, I will. Andrew, what about you? Well, I was also thinking Italy or Sicily or Greece or somewhere Mediterranean. And my reason for that is I think that we could make a good pair of characters from the White Lotus. Yes. Wow. Getting up to some (laughs) kind of shit. One of us dies. Oh, <laughs> so Andrew's taking the other one ends up me. with an inexplicable fortune at the end of it. Who knows what life lessons will be learned? <laughs> that is funny. All right. We have to pick for Paul and we can't pick Iceland. Okay. Cause that's just what he wants us no, to pick. No, Even though if I'm going to Iceland, I'm going with Paul. I'm definitely not going with Cassie or Megan because they can't get out. <laughs> I would want to go to the Dominican Republic with him because he has oh, had yeah. spent a lot of time yeah. there. Um, for those who don't know, Paul uh, was a founding member and and used to be a member of a, a nonprofit organization that works to build uh, pharmacies in the Dominican. The organization's called Underwave. Yes, shout out to Underwave. And it would be great to watch him get more sunburn than me. <laughs> True. Where would I take Paul? I think Paul and I both have a very deep appreciation for nordic design and so i would love to go to probably norway just because i don't think either of us have been and we did talk about it at one point it just didn't work out because he's like gay but (laughs) um but no i think i would go to like i would probably go to norway with paul and i think that he also has a really deep appreciation for like snowy landscapes and that's something that i like Yes. kind of lack an appreciation for so it'll be nice to like experience that through someone more appreciative's eyes i like that i was gonna pick somewhere snowy i was gonna do switzerland or like austria i really want to go to austria i've been to austria it is the prettiest place in the world and they have some really famous painters too i felt like i was on an episode of the teletubbies when i was in austria it was just rolling green grass that was a bad hitler joke by the way the teletubbies <gasps> oh oh no the painter <laughs> 
I was like, Jesus Christ, what the Teletubbies do with Hitler? <laughs> I was literally like... <laughs> you mean I have to fucking cancel my kindergarten all over again? I love the Teletubbies. I'll be honest. When you said Austrian artist, I was like, I guess there was like burglar. And I shit. could tell you were like, the wheels were <laughs> turning. Were thinking. Yeah. You fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we all remember, speaking of this Teletubbies, I, I learned an interesting fact recently Speaking of the Teletubbies. If you know who the Falwells are, uh, Jerry Falwell Sr. started Liberty University and uh, is known for being an ultra-conservative piece of shit. And his sons have followed in his footsteps and being ultra-conservative pieces of shit. Anyway, uh, the one son was in the news recently for some kind of weird scandal. But as I was looking on the Wikipedia page about Falwell Sr., I learned that he had a beef back in the late 90s with Tinky Winky. No. Because he was convinced that Tinky Winky was gay and spreading the yeah. homosexual agenda to little children. Well, it worked. I also think Tinky Winky was, is now trans, they say. Oh, really? I mean, why, why are they anything? They're just like fucking alien. Literally. Things. That's my favorite part of all this is like people that love to give children's things sexual identities are the people that believe that they shouldn't have sexual identities. <laughs> yes, correct. Like, it's never like, I created this cartoon and this person is gay. No, it's like, the alt right. It's like, I think that guy is gay. You know, things don't have to make sense for people to believe them. That is the greatest lesson I've learned yep. in my adult life. Nice. What a way to leave the listeners with some inspiration. You're welcome. Well, this has been us unpacking. How, how, how many times am I going to say that we're unpacking? How many times am I going to This is say? us unpacking our favorite places to pack on vacation. Um, no, this is us talking about the hellscape of traveling. If you like or subscribe or, you know, engage with our content, you'll be able to win a trip with Andrew to, to, uh, I don't know where yet, wherever you want to take him. Pennsylvania. <laughs> to Andrew's We're home. not saying the town I live in. Ah, oh, fuck. What do you think? They're going to come up and like abduct you? You are not the cute one here. <laughs> well, if you do go, you can get like an omelet for like a penny or something. I forgot what it was. <laughs> 99 cents bitch and it's good oh my we God. should go have it one day maybe that'll be our next podcation <laughs> i am busy <laughs> well thank you all for listening i'm kirk i'm andrew and i'm erica thank you for listening to hellscape carousel if you like what you heard Leave a five-star review, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Stay tuned for more episodes. 